Welcome to the This That Podcast, episode 117. How's everyone feeling, bro? I'm in a good mood today. I'm trying to select my the mood, my emotions, listening to self-help gurus, and they're always just like, you know what? You can choose your mood for the day. I've never been of that <clears throat> opinion. I, I don't think that works. Like, I reckon moods are a byproduct. You know what I mean? So it's just, but now apparently they're not. So apparently you choose your mood. You get up and, you know, even if you're just in a slump of uh, boredom and lack of productivity, obese, wog, I'm not any of those. And then you can wake up and and feel on top of the world uh, because even though all you're doing is, you know, trying to clock the new Mario world, apparently you can. So I'm just going to go with that living delusion. Why not? You know, like uh, for me to feel amazing, I need to go lick a river, eat mulch, berries, this, that, um, or achieve something in this world or, you know, hang out with my children and see them happy, lift a leg on a missus, do several positions. But then I kind of feel, oh, Jeez, mood's gone up, you know, because I'm because I'm a bloke, I'm a man, you know, biological man, and we're going to get to a topic of um, biological men uh, coming out here now, saying that they're women in the Miss uh, America competitions. But you know, I'm not going to be uh, politically incorrect. You're not going to cut that, that's for sure, because everyone apparently deserves to be exactly equal with each other. No worries, you know. Let's see how far we can go down this rabbit hole today, bro, in the Vladis in Wonderland. Uh, era. So today we're going to get gender neutral on everyone. Why not? Because that's what they want and that's what they're going to get. So you're not going to get me rebelling. What? No way, bro. I like my Audi. I like my miss and my family living in a first world country. I like it all. You know what I mean? And I like having an account to open up. So I would never go against the, you know, the schedule of um, ideological change that they're pr- pushing upon people. Why would I? I wouldn't go against that. You know, I already got vortexed into the believing science, you know, so I believe everything science says, but when it comes to this stuff, Miss America competitions, they don't believe science, you know, so whatever works, bro, you know, that's all I'm saying, so let's just just go with the flow, everything, everything is everything, that's going to be the, the name of the podcast today, everything is everything, and um, I don't know what we were talking about, yeah, so I'm in a good mood. And I'm in a good mood. I haven't exercised. I'm coming out here in a Paris Saint-Germain uh, jersey. Paris, Paris Saint-Germain? Yeah, I love Saint-Germain, by the way. I was there in 2013. And every time I walk past, like, certain people, they'd be like, hey, Zlatan, Zlatan. Apparently, I look like Zlatan Ibrahimovic because I had my hair tied back, shut you know, tall. I even went to the PSG store to buy this jersey, which is a goalkeeper's jersey. I don't care because I let everything in but the balls. And... Not gay, all right? Married with children, that's a joke that we used to say to my mate's parents, like, oh, your mum's so, your mum's like a goalkeeper, she lets everything in but the balls. But um, yeah, apparently looked like Zlatan back in the day, 2013. Now, not as much, because he's remained extremely, exceptionally shrunk, you know, and I've got a little bit of the dad look going on now. Doesn't matter. Yeah, so what I have read... Um, which I, I was going to talk about earlier this week, but I think it was this week. I don't care. Who knows? Who cares? That some, well, let's just say used to be a bloke, okay, a past bloke. I don't know how do you 
you don't want to you don't want to dead name him, even though he's kept his name Brian. In America, has decided to go in a Miss American pageant for some state or whatever they have over their provinces or councils or whatever, and uh, he's won it. Well, I can't say he, she, she's won it, but kept the name Brian. So, I mean, look, what the future is is making sure that everyone's continuously on edge. That's that's the way that I I'm reading it. It's like for the sake of maybe a very select few people who are all on edge, and that that's just the way. Why shouldn't we be? Again, I'm not going to go against the, you know, the programming that's going on. No way, bro. I'm going with it because if I have to do my research to be able to talk to someone or speak about someone, I will, bro. Why? I haven't got anything better to do. I don't need to go and you know work on my health and do 50 laps in a pool. I'm going to talk about what uh, this bloke or girl, them or whatever, has elected with names and genders and stuff. So from what I'm reading on the Daily Mail, now a couple of different publications have spoken about this, a couple of different people, right-wing conservatives, which is what I'm going to be coupled in with now because I'm speaking about it, because you can't say anything. If a person with a schlong comes out and beats your daughter in a Miss America pageant and you say, that's wrong, it says Miss America, you can't do that, bigger, cancel him, you Nazi. They're like, but my daughter's beautiful, bro. This bloke came out looking like Kim Jong-un in a dress. Like, yes or yes? You know what I mean? Am I allowed to say that? Have a look at it, the bloke. Katastrofa. Can't say bloke. All right? So for, for the F of, for YouTube algorithm, bloke equals everyone. What's going on, bloke? Uh, 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 mate. Let's just call him mate. Old mate looks like that. Mate could be a girl. So depends on what mood they're in on that day. And I don't care. Because I'm giving them the opportunity to be themselves, bro. Why not? You're allowing me to be myself. You know, I'm going to enter female stuff too. This is just a testament to how phenomenal blokes are at exploring and conquering. It's just another, it's another, anyway, let's read it here and I'll get on with what I'm thinking. Not what I'm thinking. Not what I'm thinking at all. Just reading. If anything, Daily Mail goes that a student 19 becomes Miss America. Can't say that. Can't say Miss, bro. Should be this. This America's first ever transgender local pageant winner, as critics accuse the woke culture or competition of allowing opportunities to be stolen away from female contestants. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be accusing them of that, bro. You s- let them be. You know what I mean? Nothing means anything anymore. Someone goes to, if I go, bro, can you get me a, some white paint so I can paint my garage? And they come back with blue? Same thing. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? I'm not going to go against the programming. Leave it. It's the same thing. And we're not talking about science here. It's not like he was born as a male and now he's pretending to be a female that you can't say that. So it's just, he's a female, bro. She is a female. I don't know what to say. He was? Is there? They are currently? Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? I'm doing what you guys want. That's all I'm saying. Because, you know, I wouldn't want to be honest about anything because I'd need a channel so I can continue doing what I'm doing. A student has become Miss America's first ever transgender contestant to win a local pageant, prompting critics to accuse the work competition of allowing. Earlier this month, Brian Nguyen... I think is Vietnamese his uh, background, 19, made Miss America history when she, okay, so it's a she, she became the first transgender woman 
to win the Miss. Now, I don't understand if you're a transgender woman or a transgender man, which one it is. You know, like they're saying here transgender woman. So does that mean it was a bloke that transformed or is it a girl that's a man? I don't I don't understand that one. It kind of confuses me. It's a, it's a little bit back and forth. But, yeah, I'm doing what they say. I'm doing what they say. So if you're going to cut that, you're not going to get me on that. The Miss Greater Dairy Scholarship Program set up by Miss America welcomes contestants between the ages of 17 and 24 who are judged on, okay, this is what they're judged on, their achievements in scholastic, aptitude, talent, character, community service, and poise. Okay, looks aren't in there. Down with that. Because in the looks department, catastrophe, Brian. Catastrophe. Tits pretty good. You know what I mean? Natural. But I wouldn't say, Jesus Christ, I'm just having a look at the photos of this. In April, the business management student, okay, this is business management, that's a good role for Brian, compete against other local title holders to become Miss New Hampshire. Oh, Brian's getting to the next level. Mad. The winner of the state round will then proceed to participate in the wider Miss America pageant. I hope Brian wins Miss America. I hope it. Please, bro. Because, I mean, if America is anything, it's a, it's a, a world comedy show. We look at America as the most moronic people on earth, right? Starting wars and making up dumb shit. They invented the high-calorie, high-fat hamburgers and chips and deep-fried stuff to their populace for the last 50 years with no remorse. They're the ones that are like, put five hamburgers on, bun, on one bun. Put it. You know, you want bacon, do you want bacon with that? Yeah, I want extra bacon, man. I want extra bacon. You smoking some weed? Yeah, I smoked 16 cones before I left the house. My mum's on ice in the backyard. I'm doing cones at the front. You want bacon? Yeah, get the bacon, man. No one's ever gone, don't get the bacon. Don't get the bacon, bro. It's not good for you that much bacon and meat and cheese and on a bun at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning driving through Wendy's. Not good, bro, smoking a durry. Not good. No one's saying that. The popular culture of it is dumb shit, right? So why not? The rest of the world. Switzerland is looking back going, <laughs> Russia? Forget about it. You know what they're thinking. My cousin Vlad Putin, he's, he's not the looking over them for inspiration. That's for sure. Not many people are anymore. It's, dev- it's devolved into a catastrophic country. Sorry, guys. I loved America. You know what I mean? But if I'm reading this news and if this is any reflection of what's going on, Across the states, then you're gone. You're finished. But I know there's some states that don't allow this type of behavior because it just doesn't make any scientific sense whatsoever. This is all ideological nonsense. And ideological nonsense devolves into tyranny, as they say, because then nothing makes sense. There's no North and South Pole. And I'm going on a rant down now because I don't care. And they say when God leaves, who's going to replace him, right? In its ideology, bro. Because we've got, if, if you've got Islam or uh, Catholicism, Christian, they go, oh, they're all kitty fiddlers and stuff like that. That's why they're burning down their churches and stuff like that. No, no, big mistake, brother. Those people that are doing that shit should be put in jail. But the premise of what's right and wrong in the world shouldn't be looked upon as to be incorrect because it's not incorrect, bro. It's not. Just if you look at the laws of 
these religions, the premises of what they're on, bro. This is the type of stuff that, I mean, be honest, is one of them. If Brian's out here against 12 kind of beautiful young ladies that are out here trying to win Miss America and this front row has come along and just going, I'm going to bleed all you little gangers. What, what is that? Is that honesty, bro? Let's be honest. It's not honesty, is it? Nah, it's not honesty. But then, you know, you made your bed, sleep in it. And America's a laughing stock. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, these, these states, these, these people that allow this type of dumb shit is fine. And I want equality for everyone too. Make a different competition. Make a different competition that allows, you know, make it like the UFC of beauty. The UFC is a mixed martial arts. Make it a mixed martial arts of, of beauty competitions. He, she, they, them, everyone can go, bro. And then make it huge, like videos and stuff like that. You don't know who's coming. You don't know what they originally were. You just, you're just watching and you're going just based on their beauty or based on their aptitude or whatever it is, talent. Yeah, this is a mad competition. This America, a pageant. This America pageant. Love it. You know what I mean? That's good. At least then girls aren't going to smile and pretend to not be cut by what just happened. Again, another example, just blokes conquering everything. And and this is the, the funny thing. These feminists, they're clever. Oh, yeah. Wow. I love it. You're so inspiring. So inspiring. What are you talking about? Would you be happy if Brian came home and he was in bed with your husband? You're going to clap on them? <laughs> oh, heaven forbid, bro. I don't feel it's fair. If my daughter was in a soccer game and my son was dressed up in the female jerseys and I've seen my son kick a ball, he's two and a half, my daughter's five, and he already can smack the ball twice as hard as her. Heaven forbid when he's 18, what is he going to do? He's going to throw a ball at her or burst an ovary. She gets hit in the gut. It's like, why, why do – do you understand – do people understand? I know the gladiators do, but do, do – do these work mongoloids understand that people did shit for a reason back in the day? Yet, you know, timber is formed to frame up a house for a reason because they had flex. They didn't do it for a patriarchy. Do you understand that men became roofers because they're stronger and can hold themselves in the wind and rain and, and the cold and the sleet? And it's not because we didn't want women to do it. We prefer you to do it. You guys go out there 6 o'clock and do it in the sun. We don't want to do it. We want to drink beer with our mates and kick a chicken in the back of a farm. We don't give a shit about doing that dumb shit. But doing it because you can't do it. You can't do it. You know, why, why is that so foreign? Why are this the thing? This is when you devolve into insanity. When people on the internet with too many opinions, now mine's not included into that, but if you say something, they attack you. And you're like, you can't be attacked for saying that the wall goes from the bottom of the floor up and it's vertical and it's on a 90-degree angle. You can't argue with that. You can't argue that it's 21 degrees outside with a westerly wind. Don't argue with that. You're just showing your insanity. And you go, you're showing your ignorance. No. It's, 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 to me, it's frustrating to have a children coming up in a world where Things are so muddled and you don't know what's right and wrong. It confuses people. It confuses people. If people told you one plus one is two for entire for the entire history and then they come out and they go one plus one is seven, bro, and then you've got to redo all of your 
your understanding of the world. I mean, it happened with, with science, right? So it's like, well, people didn't believe in God at the start. They were monkeys, okay? So no one believed in God. It's just tribalism, fighting you, murdering your family, eye for an eye. That didn't work. It worked, definitely, but it didn't work sustainably, let's say. There was a lot of murder going on. There was a lot of problems going on, right? And then society started to form. So as the society, then this is from a lot of research, as society started to form, people started to barter and to understand each other, give and take a little bit more. So a bit more, you see the results coming out from better decisions, let's call it, right? So if you go, I mean, I'm not going to slice this guy's head off, but can I trade you this for this? And yeah, no worries, we both live a better life, right? So, But with a Joe Rogan's right, we were eating mushrooms that were tripping us out and they started, let's go make a PlayStation. Whether that was happening, I don't know. But it was like, obviously, people way more authentic in history, but now it's become a narcissistic uh, state of affairs because of the phones and things like that and becoming into a technological... um, revolution that we're having also there's the good people out there uh saying good stuff as well so like peter jordanson i'm going out to watch him right wing bigger you know a person that's dedicated 40 years of his life to research and understanding social um politics and understanding psychology and things clinical psychiatrist and psychologist He's a moron, that guy. You know what I mean? You don't want him, you don't want him to talk about stuff like this. You want me to talk about it and Brian Nguyen to talk about stuff like this. You know, the 19-year-old transgender lady that ended up just getting her pee plates now. You want, you know, more information from that type of a talking head, let's just say. But that's what I think is more confusing, bro. So when science came along, bringing it back to God, God was introduced Thousands of years ago, who knows, from the Greek people when they were sitting on rocks and stuff in robes, they were talking philosophy and they were bored, unemployed, these guys not paying taxes, and then they started getting, and then the concept of God comes along. So it's more the concept of God. Again, Andrew Tate, the the least liked person, most loved, but least liked person on, on planet Earth at the moment, was saying even a concept, even if there's no such thing as God, if 100 people believe in it and it makes them act better, then just that concept is real, which gives God a realness, right? I get that understanding because I'm philosophically minded. That's why Vladis Doddles here talking to you on the phone with stars behind him. Now, I would say that God came along, then science smashed God out, out of the realm, right? And everyone started turning on it, and we saw what happened. You know, God became a bad person. He had the photos of Stalin up in your bedroom, and you had to. And, you know, there's other people that you would adore, like politicians, which is what's happening now. People are worried about Donald Trump more than they're worried about the word of Christ or Islam or Buddhism or whatever. Like, these things are what these things are internal devotions, you know. But if you've lost all of that, then you have to look at Brian Nguyen or transgenderism or whatever it is you're clutching onto. It's another religion, bro. You're just trying to – the woke – the woke people, these people that are twisting reality, are the most religious people on earth. They're the type of people door knocking for Mormonism. They're the type of people, have you heard the good word of Christ, man? Have you heard of a man, a little book over here? Can I introduce you? They're the most, they're the ones that are definitely the most devout because they're so far in, they're so far deep that they don't even want to consider another option. 
That's a very religious person, in my opinion. The people that knock, you need Jesus, man, or come over to Islam, or come over to Buddhism. Don't, they don't give a shit about that. They don't even want to talk to you about it. They're just kind of peaceful in themselves, which is not a bad religion, really. If you're, if everyone was like, that's fantastic. But I'm just saying, these people that are like shouting from the mountaintops on the internet about how, for example, this topic, Brian, is a woman and and there's no two ways about it. I mean, that's a problem. That's the same as a Christian fundamentalist when science came along and he goes, "Man, you know uh, that this is called uh, this is called gravity, and and it can be proven in five thousand ways." No, it's not gravity, man. You're a demon, and you're like, "Oh Jesus, this is not a good thing," you know, because you can't be told anything now. You can't be proven to you. And that's funny because they ended up turning an entire population of Western culture away from God into science, right? And now I've been told, and all of this stuff like Christian, Orthodox, it's all ridiculous. This is what they say, right? So this is no God. There's popular people out there like Ricky Gervais and and so many atheists that are outwardly open to saying that there is no God and the whole thing's bullshit. They've got a point. Because they can't prove it. So fantastic for them. They rest in the knowledge that there is no proof. And that's also a religion. That devotion to that is a safety net. That's fine. I totally agree with them. Good luck to them, bro. There is no. It's a hope thing. It's a faith thing. It's an unknown thing. It's an internal thing. It's a gut thing. It's it's your own journey. Okay, fair enough. Let people be delusional. Yeah, I've just read a whole fucking thing about someone delusional. They're not? Yeah. All right. Prove it then. Go science-wise. Let's go science-wise. You can't do that. You can't do that. Why? Because you might upset someone. Ah, but you could upset the Christians. You could upset the Muslims when you came along with your fucking inertia theories and your science theories and the science of evolution of this guy Charles Darwin with the beard. You can do all of that. Yeah, no worries. Throw dirt in their face. Oh, okay, no worries. But now when you're saying to him, bro, I don't want a guy with a six-inch cock going against my daughter in a swimming race. Oh, bigger. Bigger. You go, but what about those lions? I just came back to you with the science. You wrote me around with science. Now I'm scientific, and now apparently I'm not. See how confusing the world is, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I get it, man. I, look, I know 90%, 95% of people that are listening to this are nodding their heads going, fuck it, the guy's right. The guy's 100% right. You know, but you can't say it. Why? Because the world's a bunch of tyrants out there on the internet. That's why Silicon Valley has promoted these people. They will diminish this thought, which I'm not going to put on the YouTube and all of that stuff. This opening is not going to be there. Again, to close off this, if you're going to cut it, I don't want anyone to have a bad life. I want everyone to have a good life. I'm going to eat wasabi paste. If you've got a business, got to keep it safe. Keep the trolls and the hackers and the demons away. You need virtue wise sauce. What did I say? Virtue wise sauce. 
bro, Virtuoso's family-owned IT company specialising in Microsoft 365, modern workplaces, cybersecurity for all businesses Australia-wide. Their mission is to empower the staff through technology, allowing them to work productively and securely from anywhere in the world. Virtuoso's supporters of this podcast, please get in touch with them for your business for IT so they can manage your backups safely and then you can access all your data and stuff when you're away all safely. They've got everything that you need and you can kind of pick and choose exactly what you want uh, so it doesn't cost you too much money, all right? They offer a range of tailored support uh, systems here, managed IT, right? So it's www.virtuosys, virtuosys.com.au, virtuosys.com.au, or you can email them dis.dat, D-I-S-D-A-T, at virtuosis.com.au, and they're going to look after you, all right? Virtuosis are a company for IT around the whole Australia, small, medium, or large businesses. Make sure you get in touch with them, and you support the supporters that support the podcast. Wrap. Orange legal green. Best sponsors from Melbourne in regards to anything in real estate conveyancing, uh, mortgage broking, and uh, accountancy. From Essendon, your Victorian legends out in the legal world of uh, finance, of accounting, and of real estate conveyancing. You got the Orange Legal Group team, Kenny and the boys sleeping at the office most of the nights, very, very busy, um, got their own little uh, fold-out beds, army-style rugs, um, rat, rack, rap, raps, rap, rucks, rucks under the table. They're, so Kenny and the boys are lawyers specialising in conveyancing, which is the accumulation of property, the litigious side, the legal documents, the contracts for sale. They will look through everything for free, for ya, for the Vlad podcast listeners, just send a contract to them at it's property at orangelegalgroup.com.au. Property at orangelegalgroup.com.au. Say, hey, bro, I'm thinking about buying this in Victoria. This is Victorians. Please listen. Can you have a look for it, uh, for any, you know, snares and traps in this contract and send it back to me? And then if everything's fine, you can work with them. That's free for the podcast listeners, www.orangelegalgroup.com.au. I have many podcast listeners that go to Orange Legal Group and they get their work done. So Orange Legal Group have been a year and a half on this podcast. So huge round of applause. I'm not going to press the button because I'm in the middle of an ad. 03, oh sorry, so Victorians just call 8317-1070, 8317-1070 or email and property at orangelegalgroup.com.au. Make sure you support the supporters that support the podcast. Oh yeah, forgot to say, it's a one-stop shop. So they've got conveyancing for purchasing property. As I said, that's what you need when you're selling or buying. Plus they've got a chartered accountant under the one roof and plus they've got a mortgage broker. Altogether, they do wills and estates and other things as well, com- commercial law as well now. So make sure you go to Orange Legal Group. Listen. Paprika flavored Pringles, fam. What's new, Dan? Are probably one of the unicorn flavors of Europe. It's always been the goat when traveling to Europe. There's a Dan from uh, Bruce Super Conveniences getting. Pringles paprika flavors, like I've never seen that because I smash paprika on top of my graf and stuff like that at home. He's got so many good things uh, that goes through the Bruce Super store. So it's www.brucesuper.com.au. They're in Canberra and they are the number one 
US food specialist, the Aussie snack plug, they call it, but they do all of the stuff from around the world, weird stuff like like that, but also they've got the regular things as well. They get a lot of energy drinks, a lot of Red Bull stuff, the purple edition Red Bull. What have we got here? We've got bagel sesame. Apparently the bagel is the best, this stuff that you just sprinkle on top of toast and things like that. It makes it almost like za'atar. Anyway, go to www.brucesuper.com, get 10% off. brucesuper.com.au, get 10% off in the in the checkout, plus they'll give you extra freebies on top. You support Dan and the boys at Bruce Super Convenience that keep bringing this podcast to you for free. Otherwise, we have to put it behind a paywall, and we don't want to do that, you know, because, yeah, your weekly your weekly Vladis Dottoway episodes, uh, they're entrenched into your psyche now. Like, I don't want to be that demon that has to always make extra, extra cash. I will if I have to, you know what I mean? I've got a life to live as well. So I'm here to rap. That's first. So www.brucesuper.com.au and follow them on Instagram, Bruce Super C, 16,000 followers. Awesome sponsors for a year and a half now out of Canberra. Bruce Super Convenience. Support the supporters that support the podcast. We're back. All right, we've got some questions this week. I'm getting straight into it, bro. I'm going to Luna Park now, which is good. There's 50-kilometer winds out there today, 50 kilometers. And um, my missus wants to go to Luna Park with the kids. Why would, I, why would I even say that you wouldn't want to go next to a harbor with 50 to 60-kilometer winds whistling past your ears in the middle of the day with children on a Sunday? Why would we want to just relax and go to the park or something like that when we can go in the Gujva? with everyone why not who cares i'm not going to argue with her why not because she makes sense all right let's go with the first question um questions for vlad Enkazurus. been going down a catastrophe path lately any advice of how to avoid it yeah bro i've got heaps of advice for you are you gonna take it probably not you know who takes advice you know but look admittedly i'm just taking the piss here but if you're asking then I mean, when when the student is ready, the teacher shall appear, and he has appeared in a very tight soccer jersey right here with hair flickering in a double-brick garage with stars at the back. In Kazuris, bro, I would say, as I've said a hundred times, map out your catastrophes. Map it out, bro. Write it down on a paper, bro. Videotape yourself next time you're in a state of catastrophes. Even we're going to take a leap and say that you're going down the narcotic route, all right, drinking drugs, hookers, okay, for lack of better words. If you're going to go down that route, film yourself. Film yourself at 3.30 in the morning when you're tweaking, bro, when you look like a pilot that's about to crash into a building with that amount of fear in your eyes. Just film yourself and then... Seven days later, actually don't have a single thing put into your body except for water and juice, and then have a look at yourself seven days later at again on that Saturday night and watch it. Have a look at your head and then just go, hate that bloke, don't like that bloke. That's what drugs do to you. And I'm saying, if you're saying I'm going down a catastrophe path, I'm leaping that that's what you're doing. What's the other catastrophe path? You're studying too hard? You're cycling too much? What are you doing? You're cleaning their house too much? You're bettering your life too much? You found a nice music dedicated to yourself, devoted yourself to? What's the part? I'm just thinking it's maybe a little bit of a dim chair path, all right? Who cares? If it's not, this is a message for the people on that path. Listen, take a video of yourself or write it down. I write on my wall, bro. I, I don't give a shit about the paintwork. In my room, I write on the wall. 
things I want to achieve and things I want to make sure to miss out on in life. The good and the yin and the yang, the good and the bad. That's the good and evil, bro. It's the Satan and, and, and God. That's the whole world. That's how it is. Even there's a scientific version of that. You know what I mean? Every action has a opposite reaction. So it's the same thing, whatever. We're speaking conceptually here on this podcast. I would say write out exactly what the catastrophe is in your life. That might include people, and that's good, bro. It's very good to name out the dim chair, yof chair, board chair, blago chair. Not my guys, but I'm saying they're just four names that I'm pulling out. If you've got four people around you that are like this, that are enabling me, they're enabling me, take full responsibility because no one's enabling you. If you've got a, a big pair of balls in your pants, which I think you do, you should, and I don't know, okay, I haven't seen them, so if you're going to cut that, I'm not sure, then, you know, stand up for yourself and do what's right for you because life gets better, right? That's that's the flip side of that coin. Life gets better. You think it's cracky. It's cracker, bro. Life's cracker. It's not, okay? Because if you're messaging me saying you're going down a catastrophe, I think your life is not cracker. Crap. Your life's crapper. I would say um, write down the stuff and then it's just a single step. You want to do a marathon? It's the first step of 42.2 kilometers, bro. One step, oh, this is too hard. It's too hard. Before you know, you're 7Ks in, you got the momentum, your brain's going good. You do the 42Ks and you bust both your meniscuses in your knees and you end up in, you know, on crutches for a while. But you achieve something and you're going to look back thinking way and way better than the catastrophe day. So there, someone told me the other day there was some 150 kilo dwarf lady um, that ended up losing. 80 kilos or something like that. She ended up being like 70 kilos and running a marathon. She couldn't even run 30 meters without guessing out and going into an asthma attack before. Now she's done a 42.2 kilometer marathon. You can do it too, bro. There's a lot of stuff that you can do in this world. But when you're in the soup, and I've said it, when you're in the manja, it's very hard to get out. But once you get a grip on that bowl, you're the fuck out of there. And that's it. So write it out first. And and don't write it out when you're in that. You got to write it out when you're sober, when you're or if, again, you know, when you're clear-minded, go out for a run, lick a river, do whatever you have to, then write out the stuff. When it comes to Friday afternoon, when people are yelling at you to go to Bexley Pub, you just go to, I can't go to Bexley Pub today, bro. I'm going for an 8K run down at Beirut Le Sands. I'm going to run along the beach there and then go jump into the ocean there. Try to avoid the sharks in that bay, by the way. There's a lot of them. They're breeding. Bull sharks. So get in there. Get yourself in there. Get, get a little pad tie, bro. Grab a can of Coke. You know what I mean? Try Coke in a can this time. And then have a have a little go. Oh, what are you watching tonight? Terminator, the new Genesis. Terminator. I'm putting my legs up. I'm relaxing. I'm doing 200 push-ups and I'm watching Terminator. So every time Schwarzenegger comes on the screen, you've got to do 25 push-ups. There you go. What's going to happen? Oh, that sounds kind of boring. Yeah, it is a little bit boring, bro. But you do a month of that, you look at yourself in a different way. You do a year of that, big difference, bro. Huge difference. You know what I mean? Shut up, 10. Lung capacity is mad. Catastrophes have gone out of your life. You've accumulated a brand new Audi. That's good. You attracted a nice missus, bro. You know, you attracted a girl that was, was studying. She was studying psychology now, and all of a sudden you've bumped into her somewhere. Where did you bump into her? Yin yoga. At fitness first, while you're stretching your lower back out, and you went, ha, oh, ha. You nearly slipped the disc. 
because being so rigid. Now she's come over to, are you okay? Are you okay? Yes, I am. What's your name? Oh, Daniela, is it? Oh, cool, man. My name is Big Kazuris, bro. How are you? Oh, nice to meet you. You want to go grab a double piccolo latte now? Yeah, I'd love that, man. And next thing you know, take off, bro. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, bro, but that's my opinion on if you're going down a catastrophic path, write it out, write it out, avoid it, write it out, avoid it. You know when they say don't turn right on a street, go left? It's because if you turn right, there's head-on Mack truck coming straight at you. So if it didn't say anything, like they're not doing in America where everything goes, everything goes, bro. Don't worry if you're if a man, go up and swim against the women. It doesn't matter. You're a bigot if you say no. Go down the wrong way in, at full pace. Let's see what happens. So write it out and then start doing very, at the heart, at the start, very hard. Then, fucking easy. All right? Wrap! Josh, questions for Vlad. Josh Todorovsky's travel first or invest in property? Travel first? Ah, travel first or invest in property? Well, uh, again, can't only, can't only speak... From my opinion, I know a lot about real estate. I've been in it for long enough to be able to give some sound advice in respects to that, the investment side and the well, the professional side of it as well. But I, w- I invested in my first property at 21 years old. So didn't, you don't have to buy much, you know, go Harvey's with someone or go quarters, doesn't matter. Go, you can do both, right? That's, that's the, there's a, there's a balance here. You can go all the way like some of my mates that I know that put all their eggs in that basket of just investment. And if you speak to him now, he's like a 72-year-old person that's moved from Bulgaria over here and doesn't know anything except for going back and forth to the cheapest cafe in the area and servicing those loans because he thinks that, you know, once he gets to the grave, he'll be able to take everything. But there's other people that have done nothing as well. And he's 40 years old now and he's going, how do I get into the market? What's a two-bedroom unit? A million bucks? What are you talking about? I've saved a hundred grand. Yeah, you have to borrow nine hundred now to live in a shoe hole, a shoebox. You know what I mean? But look, hopefully you have some good mentors around you. If not, I hope that something I'm saying makes sense. What's to people and they pay some attention. But if you're in Australia, there's in, there's opportunity to make some money off the the real estate market, which is off each other. It's another bartering system and it gets out of control and now the interest rates are going up, but they have to somehow limit it. Otherwise, if you're giving away money at 1.5%, see you later, bro. I mean, people are just going to keep taking and taking and taking and then, you know, they're going to own te- owe $10 million each and he's working at Courier's Please for 52 grand a year. So you do have to be careful with that. Um, not that I know anything about economics, but I would say you can do both, bro. So if you've got someone you trust, and love, maybe a family member, maybe a house with your parents, maybe a house with your missus if you're married, definitely. If you've got a brother or sister, or even a best mate, doesn't matter. You gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to get in. So just say you go, if I buy a townhouse in Melbourne, it's gonna cost me a 1.5 million. Can't afford that. I will never be able to go away. But if you do the maths and work, go and speak to Orange Legal Group so you can see how much you can borrow. That's first, www.orangelegalgroup.com.au. And then you go. All right, I'm going to buy Harvey's with my mate Conch at Zerubas and we're going to look at something in Carlton and we're going to purchase it in a couple months' time. The repayments after I get a tenant in there, the tenant's happy to pay a fair rent. 
I can still go to Europe and document it on my Instagram and TikTok. I can still do that. I can go around the world tasting different cultures and females and men, whatever, up to you, not judging. And then you can come back and still have like some investment working for you. Again, when it comes to real estate, nothing's quick unless you somehow got in on the bust and then there's some quick turnaround with a 20% increase. Wow, you're good. Anyway, that small increase is in, is it's 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 menial when it comes to what you can do with the money. The whole point of real estate is to buy and never sell. You buy and never sell. Continue buying and never sell. And you borrow off the back of the capital gain that you have previously bought off. So you bought some for 300 grand 10 years ago. Now it's worth 600. You got 300. You take that 300 and make sure you got an income and then you buy something else. Now you buy some for 600, right? And you owe 600 on it or 300 on it or no. You owe 600 because you take that 300 and you owe 600, whatever. And they offset that stuff. And now you've got you've got two properties, you know, and you're owing on both, but it doesn't matter. Maybe one's fully paid off and the other one's fully borrowed. doesn't matter. They split across and that's what you're using. And then they both increase. So it's the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. That's the whole Pareto distribution that happens. It works in animals. It works in humans. Don't try to change the patriarchy, all right? So you end up just going to get two and then in 10 years' time you buy another and then you got three and before you know it, you, you're you a portfolio holder and you're sitting at a cafe now talking to some guy that you haven't seen for 25 years and you're speaking about money-making now. And that's what happened this morning when I picked up my coffee. There was a couple of average Joes sitting there in ASIC shorts and a pair of thongs sitting there. You know, you know what I'm saying, man? Like the money, man. You, you know, it's this guy was telling me how to accumulate a portfolio. He doesn't know shit. And I'm just thinking there's nothing more middle-class basic bitch than blokes standing around the coffee shop in a, in a, like a suburban area discussing money out in public. It's so basic bitch, dude. It's such a, like a, a grasp at some illusion of financial power and status. Okay, that's my opinion. So that's, I don't think – don't do it. Don't do that out aloud, all right? Who am I talking to, Josh? So you can, bro. So sniff around. If you find something that you can comfortably afford and you want to travel, if that's your priority, do it because you're young and you should be able to travel. Why not? It's some of the best things. Best time of my life was when I traveled. And I still to this day remember every year by where I went away those years. The years that I didn't go away, I find it very difficult to to remember because it's the – the rat race, not the rat race, the groundhog day. It's the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. But when I go to France for two months to ski or I go to, to you know, the Cook Islands to surf, I remember that year by that. So it's very, to me, it's an important thing. Sounds like you want to do it. You should do it, bro. Go and um, see the world uh, and do your thing. But at the same time, you don't have to, you don't have to invest, and you can just spend your money traveling and then you come back, you're on square one. Or you don't spend all your money on investments and then you're locked in here and you become 35 years old. You have not one idea about anything around the world except for your local area. And that's okay too, bro. But it's just, again, priority. What do you want? What's What do you want, bro? You know, have you thought it out clearly? Have you thought out what you want? You know, for me, it was no, no doubt. I wanted to travel. I wanted to go across. I loved it. For me, packing up and getting in an airplane was a good thing. I didn't want. To, I'm not the type of guy to go for a year somewhere. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go that far. I like to go for a swim and come back home. 
That's just me. I, I like the stability. I like routine, but then I also like the flavorings, the colorings of other stuff. I don't want to go all the way that way and <coughs> live now in Sas- Sasquatch, Sasquatchian country in, in Canada somewhere, you know, with some Inuits. I, I'm not into that. I'm not into it. Fuck, that was a good double there. So hopefully that information helps you, uh, uh, Josh Todorovsky. We are rattling on, bro. Why all gob? Questions for Vlad. Why all gob? How would you deal with self-centered and materialistic family members? Wow, good question. Big question. Huge. How would you deal? How would I deal? With, well, I've had, I've had these people in my. I have these people in my life. It's a part of. It's another desperate clutch at some identity in this world. Look, everyone, we're out here trying to do our best to the capacity of our understanding of our. All right, so let's start that again. We're all out here trying to do our best with as much as we can understand our best is. And these people that are materialistic, self-centered people, that's as much as they can comprehend. That is it. Like, and it's, you can assess them like that and don't feel that you're above them because we're not. We're all just, you know, pigs in shit trying to make our way through life. Some people are doing some more notable things. Some people are doing some less, definitely. Um, and that usually comes down to, work refining you know pursue, like pursuing something and never giving up like you get a lot of people that do some great things like that but then there's some people that just want to wear gucci and sit at home and laugh at you because you know you've walked in in a pair of uniqlo pants that's okay that's fine bro for me the way that i deal with them is i laugh at them i find them hilarious these people i find them funny it's it's affable to me that someone would go out of their way to boast and brag and put on this um, thing because they're still going to the toilet and dropping a shit and having the quilt on and they're still the ones catching COVID and crying in a room watching Breaking Bad. They're the same thing. It's just when they go to their cupboard, they've put the entire savings into this money, into these you know, pieces of cloth. And, and that's okay if you like a little bit of high-end fashion. That's fine. You know what I mean? No problem. Don't care. But if you're a materialistic person, usually deep as a kid's bull and usually surface level bullshit, and, but that's all you know. It's the level of intellect of that person at that point. What are you going to do? Try to make them deeper? They're not going to get deeper, bro. It's, it isn't. They've been, they're going down. They're going hard down that path. Like what I'm going down my path, bro. They're looking at me going, what the hell is this shit? I don't understand what this guy's talking about. This is fuck, bro. Just go and get yourself a pair of Gucci slides and go into the party and impress some people. You know, and I'm looking at him going, I don't even like anyone to impress them. Why would I do that? You know, I'm trying to get my brain blown by real shit. I'm not trying to impress someone in a in a bar or at a, you know, eating Roma pizza. 
at someone's house, you know. So this is just not my thing. So I find it just funny to laugh at them, bro. And superficial people, they, they come in different shapes and sizes these days. Due to the internet and due to, again, not the internet, but more, more so social media, people are more and more superficial now. More and more. Or the superficial people have come up in droves. There is so much out there. And the flex upon one another, it's a flex for flex. I said a month ago, when people are out on the internet, putting a photo of their Balmain T-shirt, drinking a vodka soda because he's, car- he's carb shredding, on a boat in Sydney Harbour and it's 24 years old, and they've got fake teeth already, but they work at Qantas, stacking suitcases into a plane, and you go, that outfit's 12 grand. Don't you live with your folks? Didn't your mum drop you off to the airport because you lost your licence? Look, things don't stack up in your brain. But that's okay. That's fine. Let them be. Like, that's fine. That's hilarious. That's comedy. That's for me. It's comedy. It's like they're true life satire. It's true life satirists, these people. So it's, it's all um, a parody. The world's a parody in my eyes when I look at stuff like that. If I see obviously some highly successful entrepreneurs ripping around in Fendi shoes and like a, a Dolce Gabbana suit. I'm like, what else is he going to do with his cash, this guy? He's been through three marriages. He, he drives Porsche 911 Turbo S's. He doesn't care. He's constantly with different gangers. So what? What's he going to do? Spend his money. This, this is a highly superficial beings. Good. They need him, bro. Otherwise, we're going to have to shut down Dolce and Gabbana. But they people are who they are. There's not... They're probably good people and it's just superficial people, materialistic, superficial people. In my, if you're like me, why or gop, I kind of avoid those people as much as I can. I try because uh, they get under my skin to a certain level and it makes me – like if I'm with them too much, if I'm hanging out, if they're family members and I see them and all of that, yeah, how are you, bro? Have a bit of a laugh, move on with it. But I can't be with someone like that 24 hours a day. That does my head in. That's just me. It's too much on the superficial side, I need to have some some sustenance, you're right? So um, once when I was speaking to this guy from the office, what did he call it? Um, when you sit down and speak with a, a real person, there's a uh, – I've forgotten the word now, which is it's stupid because I always get the words later on. There's some depth to the conversation, right? There's some realness there and – People crave that. Not everyone. Definitely not superficial. Superficial people don't crave it. So you have to understand it's horses for courses here. That type of a person, the superficial person, doesn't crave that depth. It confuses them. They don't listen to this podcast. They don't. They put this podcast on, irritate them. Irritate them. What's he going on about, man? I just want to go to Westfield and buy something for 10 grand. They They don't want to. They're jogging on the treadmill. Let them go. It's fine. You know, as long as if, it, if you don't like it, then you just don't be like that. And that's the way you deal with it, I think, in the best way, you know. Because I have them in my – and some of them are covert superficial people. And the moment you do something, you accidentally spill a drink on their pants, it's like you went to burn down their house. They, they reveal themselves really, really quick. There's a lot of covert people out there that are just pretending that their $2,000 jacket isn't important to them. <laughs> what, this whole thing? <laughs> Relax, bro. You go, oops, there goes a little bit of drink. Oh, kill your family. I'll kill everyone. So yelling like a UFC guy. Yeah, don't, don't put too much of your uh, thought on them. Definitely not. Who cares? They're probably nice people as well, and if they're just doing your head in, 
Bro, the best way is just avoiding. Just avoid. There's, you're not going to change them. That's for damn sure. All right. Wrap. Metropolitan Stein, the best stun in the world. When you want to fucking change your kitchens and laundry, some shit. Cupboards and Matthew Fredis and the boys in Metropolitan Stone. Bench stop changeovers, kitchen facilities, kitchens, laundries, bathroom cabinets, TV units, wardrobes, built-ins. Did I say built-ins? Did I say TV units? Did I say more kitchen stuff? Did I say uh, laundry facilities? I've said it all, bro. Metropolitan Stone, yes or yes, out of Victoria. They'll do the entire Victoria. They'll put a kitchen on the border of Victoria and New South Wales. Not even one thing will happen. You have a fucking spit www.metropolitanstone.com.au or email Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-U-A-E-W, he's not French, at metropolitanstone.com.au or 0425-797488, 0425-797488. Cabinet makers, bro, 30 years experience, bro. The best in Melbourne, best in Victoria. Metropolitanstone.com.au. You want to do a little twist, a little update on your investment? You want a little update on your granny flat? You want a brand new kitchen in your new house? You want something because your missus is doing your heading, but it's not the root cause. It's not the kitchen that's really doing your heading. It's just because she's got personal issues and she doesn't want to work it out herself. So she ends up pointing the finger at everyone else. That's the way that she goes anyway. It doesn't matter. You just go for a ride and keep yourself safe. And have a 15 kids. This is an ad. Metropolitanstone.com.au, bro. I'm pumped. All right. 30 years experience in the cabinet making industry family run business servicing most of Victoria based in Key, uh, Geelong and East Keylor and the whole Melbourne you bet www.metropolitanstone.com.au support the supporters support the podcast rap oh I want a coffee, bro. I want a boutique. I'm not gonna get a 7 Eleven, not BP. You let off freak on that. Odyssey. Odyssey Coffee. The brainchild of three friends, Matthew, Jim, and Terry, with combined experience of over 40 years coming out from the Mornington Peninsula out into the heart of Melbourne right now, supporting a lot of cafes Australia-wide. The coffee's reimagined from the grounds right here in Melbourne. Grounds up, from the grounds up, bro. They've got the best decadent hot chocolate as well. Dedicated team of buyers and roasters, always sniffing different type of coffee. <laughs> oh, what's this one like? Oh, I can smell cherry blossom. Oh, this one, I can smell the possum's ass. But put it together and it's fantastic, bro. They've grown from humble beginnings, bro, with a single storefront in Mornington Peninsula. Now to a trusted quality roaster with a lot of consistency of bean to many cafes and restaurants and venues. They're going to be the biggest in Australia because they have one of the, the nicest tasting coffees that I've had. Jokes aside, fantastic tasting coffee. Like top notch quality. Cracker, bro. It's cracker. Coffee's cracker, bro. It's cracker. Offering both wholesale and domestic sales of our specialty coffee and decadent hot chocolate. Coffee is in our blood. Odysseycoffee.com.au. O-D-Y-S-E-Y. O-D-Y-S-E-Y.com.au. All right. Email them admin at odysseycoffee.com.au. All right. Let's crack on.
fucking toys and collectibles. Listen to this. Hey, everyone. It's Phil from Angel Grove Collectibles. Want to win this Charizard UPC? All you got to do is place an order in November and you're in the running to win this free giveaway of this Charizard UPC. We are giving this away on the first week of December. So all you got to do is head to the website, www.angelgrovecollectibles.com, place an order, and you're in. Thank you. Philly and the boys at Angel Grove Collectibles. Angelgrovecollectibles.com. They really are a collectibles company. They have a lot of amazing stuff that accumulates, that increases, that goes up in value. What is that? Increases in value? Anyway, www.angelgrovecollectibles.com. 10% off for Vladiators. Fat 10% off in the discount code on the way out. Check out, put the code in Vlad. Power Rangers, Dragon Ball, Digimon, Pokemon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Demon Slayer, One Piece, Naruto, My Hero, their official band Presto Partners. They've been on this podcast for a year and a half. Obvious Vladiators, Obvious Immaculate Agents. They've been here, Dedication Station, supporting this podcast for a long time, giving it to you for free. Why do you think I can... Like, not work every day, rap and stitch. That I've got these fantastic sponsors. There's other sponsors trying to get on, but I can't. I can't have too many sponsors. I've already got six at the moment. At one point, I had nine, and the entire hour was just me doing podcast sponsors. This is an ad for Angel Grove, collectibles.com. So make sure you get on there. They have lots of giveaways. They have discounts, obviously, and they've got some of the most rarest stuff in Australia. So... Get yourself something now for Christmas. Hurry up. Boost it now for your kids. Now for your missus. Now. All right. www.angelgrovecollectibles.com. Much love. Aaron Galati. Galanti. Is Australia the best place to live? Would you want to live anywhere else? No, I, I like Australia. Yeah, for sure. It is the best place to live, bro. Me and my mate were talking about uh, whether... You know, like, would we definitely not go to America? That the place is a political hellhole at the moment. Um, there's probably amazing pockets for sure. I like going to travel there and all of that, but I, I couldn't deal with it. It's, it's too much, it's just become a political place too much. Um, Canada's too cold, New Zealand's cold, but nice. I like New Zealand. Um, and then Pacific Islands, I would love to live there. Uh, that would probably be something I, I could spend time there, I could do months on end there and then come back but australia's fine bro it's beautiful um and there's a lot of gorgeous places along the coach uh coast that you can just move and live i like australia bro it's good we're, we're kind of neutral centered people centrist people which is good we shouldn't allow ourselves to get too political red versus blue all of this nonsense it doesn't bring you closer together it divides you even more and more it's the way you ruin a country so keep your wits about your politicians are politicians trying their best and none of them are perfect um and uh, the more popular the politician, usually the more dividing they are. Uh, that's like, you know, your Trumps and your Bidens and all of these guys. They're very polarizing people. So, you know, <clears throat> we hate the liberals. We hate this. We hate conservatives. You're like, bro, that's your next door neighbor. How could you hate these people? They're your next door neighbor. Uh, Australia's a mad place. It's, re- it's safe. We're allowing drug culture to destroy the youth. There you go, sounded like an old guy, true but. Um, there's there's too much drugs going on in Australia. Uh, I don't agree with it. I have never been for it. I have been in it, uh, not as a dealer or anything, but I've seen it all. So um, 
I don't agree with it. I think it's a it's a major blunder that we're f- falling into. Um, that's gonna you know ruin a lot of young people's lives coming into their older age because it just changes you, bro. For as a person, it's it fucks you up, you know. Especially if you go down it and abuse it, which is what a lot of people do. They don't realize, but they do and. Heaven help us, God help us. You know what I mean. If that's if that's if you feel that this is the thing as as well about Australia, like you want to go to the cricket and have twenty four schooners of beer and then end up in the toilet, um, vomiting and snorting stuff up your nose, and you think that that's not going to have like a, a ramification, that's not going to have a knock on effect in society. It does, bro, and it's been happening forever. Like, but now it's kind of worse and worse and worse. Just like social media has been happening for twenty years, but now it's worse than ever. We we as humans don't really learn very much, you know. We just we just take whatever culture gives us, and culture is usually shit, and we end up just you know using it to our own peril, bro. That's my opinion on it. Like, let's just take durries for example. Cigarettes are some of the most addictive. Nicotine is the most addictive substance on the planet. Okay, and that was sold at, at every store and allowed in doctors' offices and airplanes, and it was sold to. People that were young told that it was like good for anxiety and all of that stuff. And we took it. We took it. And there was people shouting from the mountains, don't do it. This is really bad for you, man. Every time I take a, a breath in, I cough. Oh, you might have weak lungs. And then you're smoking durries and then a myriad of problems happen and seeds for kids and um, deformities and you know illnesses and death. And we all know what it's done. But we took it on and we kept going. And if you said something about it, you're a moron, you know. Just shut the fuck up, you know. That's what happens. So life is treacherous, bro. There's no two ways about it. And Australia is part of it. This is a story about Australia. But I think it's it's kind of international. I just think Australia is a beautiful place and we could do even better than what we're doing right now um, culturally. I think culturally we can do a lot better because – Certain cities, all right, I understand, have got slightly better. Sydney at the moment is just a cafe now for, I've said it, for stressed out professional people. But that's okay. We've got beautiful beaches that offset that stuff. Yeah. Apart from that, I would, wouldn't want to move. I like Australia. I love Australia, actually. And you can do a lot of traveling within Australia and enjoy yourself. It's not culturally diverse. It's not like when you go to America, if you get a difference between Texas and um, – San Francisco or New Orleans or New York and, you know, I don't know, Utah, they're very different in their cultures, not their food, but in their cultures and sometimes in their food, but not really. And then you've got this kind of diverse subcultures within all these states and stuff, which is pretty good. So you can do that there, but I wouldn't want to live there, that's for sure. I like the weather in Australia. The beaches, I'm a river liquor. Obviously, there's national parks. I like that stuff. And the people are quite nice as well. So I like the people here. I wouldn't want to go anywhere. If Europe was a stable place, it's a mad place to live as well. And if you've got cash, not if you go there and you have to deliver Burek in Bitola, I don't want to do that. You know, I would rather just do what I'm doing here in, in a land of opportunity. So that's the answer. Uh, what's your name? Aaron Galanti. Right. All right, last one. Jordan Young, thoughts on the current music industry? Oh, question, bro. Thoughts on the current music industry? Um, yeah, shit. <laughs> what do you want me to say, bro? 
Uh, I'm not going to say shit because that's insane apparently. You know, if you say something contrary to the norm, you're insane because the actual definition of sanity in a psychological um, sense, which is like what they study, so psychologists study sanity and insanity, sanity apparently is the acceptance of the way things are, right? And um, insanity is gone contrary to the way things are. So um, – I don't know whether that's science-based or I don't think it's it should be culturally based because culture is uh, malleable and adaptable. I think that if you if you if something's proven to you um, and then you're still going against it, then that could be defined as insane, right? So if someone said, uh, "I'm going to drop this and it falls." Like that, and you go, that's gravity, and then you go, oh, yeah, I don't believe it, and then they show you 15 different examples of gravity and how it works, and then you go, still don't believe it, um, that's insane. So some people could say religious people are insane because they're like, there is no God, prove it, can't prove it. They, they say that's insane, right? So I don't know, but then at the same time, I, I have opinions on the music industry, they're just opinions, and that would probably be – well, they're contrary to the reality of it. So the reality of it is that there's, there's certain things that happen in the music industry and they say that the best are the ones that are getting represented and then I say that the best are either working at Bunnings or in the graveyard. Some of the most talented, phenomenal people don't get any time in the light. Um, now, I'm not insane because most of the famous fantastic artists that we know of now, visual artists and creative artists, are dead, long gone, before their arts get recognised. And I feel that the music industry is of the same nature. So it's like you do have fantastic bands that are around here that are definitely, you know, but then there's plenty that could have, but due to the nature of what it takes, couldn't sustain that, right? So making it in the music industry takes a, talent, two, two, luck, three, persistence, resilience, patience. You need all of that stuff. You need a good team together and you need to be able to and – then, and then also, I mean, you can also not make it like that. You can also – sorry, you could have a gatekeeper, which like the women were saying there's a patriarchy here, so let's, you know, pull down the patriarchy, but now they're doing the stop signs at the streets, and I've seen those girls. They look miserable. They're just standing there in the tightest pants on earth doing stop signs. I mean, wouldn't they rather be getting their nails done and chilling out and let the fat Samoan guy do it? Anyway, equality for all, bro. But it doesn't work because there's money involved in the music industry. I've watched some bands that when I watch them live, I've got this is a horrible band, and then I find out they're opening up for the Killers. Now, to some people, the Killers are a horrible band, and they've had two or three smash hits, and now they're, they're, they've toured for 40 – or not 40 years, for 15, 20 years. So definitely 20 years they've been around. Uh, and there's bands that are in Sydney – that I know personally, some of the best songwriters that I know that didn't make anything and now he's putting computer systems together for gamers in Newcastle and I'm like, why didn't that bloke get a chance to go more? But it's a multi-faceted equation. There's, there's no going on about it. The music industry is flawed and crooked like most industries where there's a profit involved. There's good people in the music industry genuinely trying to get it better. But in the end, when it comes down, is dollar and cents. That's all it is, bro. Now, 
if I'm I'm releasing an album next year, all right, around March or April. When I release this album, I'm paying for everything myself. I am the record label. I'm starting my own record label. I'm keeping the profits, if there's any, 18 cents a day, whatever, and then I'm pushing it out of the back. The publicity will done by, be do, done by some public publicity heroes, and the rest is done by me. I've funded the album by myself. I've paid the producers. I've paid for the engineers, and I've paid for the mastering system. I've, I've written every song by myself, and I've, I've spent – somewhere within the vicinity of $30,000 to get this album done. Plus, marketing all that, the album's going to cost me 50 stacks. It's going to be $50,000. Whether I accumulate 50 again, only God knows. Charles Darwin knows. Steve Jobs knows. I don't know. And I don't care, to be honest, because to me it's like that's my piece of art. I'm going to keep that forever in my heart, in my mind, in my top drawer or in the garage when I get older and I go, what is this non-shit I was talking about back then? That's what it is. So it's music is the industry is a tough one, bro. I've had people in my band that are now in the music industry. When we were in the band, we were like, these guys are demons. And now they're part of them. But when they get part of them, they're like, I'm going to change the game. I'm going to do something better. I'm going to be the person. Good. If they do do that, that's fantastic. But a lot of people end up going there and you go, hey, man, um, the civilians, that band that you're managing. Yeah. How many people turned up to the Spectrum the other night, man? Oh, we had 23 payers. <sighs> Shit, we can't, we can't book them again, man. They're not, they're not bringing enough people. Sorry. We can't keep the doors open. And you're like, oh, come on, man. They've got mad, mad talent. I know they've got mad talent, bro, but we're going to go broke and they're going to have to play on the corner of Oxford Street out with a, with a generator. We, ca- we can't afford to open the doors with these guys. They needed to bring 150 people. Oh, but their music's really, really good. It's really good, bro, but it's good on their stereo at home, bro, through the Bose sound system. Not here. Sorry, cut them. And now if those boys or girls or whatever, the civilians, if they decide to nut, like to like double down and go forget about what these people are saying, I'm just going to continue writing fire after fire after fire and keep working hard being an accountant during the day or real estate during the day and they don't break up and they continue going, there's a better chance that they're going to make it. There's a there's more of a chance, obviously, as you keep on going, keep on going, never give up, boom, you make it. What make it means is you become popular, you start making money, you start living your dream, you start podcasting in a double brick garage and people are paying you for it. You can do it. It's been done. Shred Sheeran has done it. You know what I mean? So it's like it is very possible to do um, but it's also very possible to quit, and that's what majority of does. So once I saw a psychologist in 2014, and we're going to end with this story. Once I saw a psychologist when I was in the depths of my music pursuits, let's just call it, um, it's, very diff- it's very easy to get down on yourself when you're doing music because um, – not if you're doing like masso music and going to weddings and getting paid thousand dollars to play a clarinet. Like that's that's pretty good. You're seeing some real time um, earnings. You're seeing some real time uh, response to your music and your talent. But if you're pitching out an original band or an art or a solo singer, sometimes you don't see it ever, or you don't see it for five or ten or fifteen years. Overnight success takes ten or fifteen years. Now it's probably fifteen, right? There's more, more and more people doing it. Everyone should have a go. Good. Someone once told me the cream will rise to the top. 
But, I mean, not in every circumstance. It's the cream will rise to the top. If you get every other thing, every cog, every piston, every crankshaft, every spark plug working together, then it will rise to the top. But there's, there's many moving parts, right? Many moving parts. Now, I would say this guy, this psychologist, sat down with him, this dork, and he goes to me, what seems to be the problem? I was like, bro, I get, I get down about what I'm doing. I've been working on this for 10 years now. I don't know what to do. I can't – I get a little bit of a spark, but we can't really make it. Like, I can't really make it. And he was like, do, what do you think your chances are of making it in music? And I was like, I don't know, uh, 10%? He goes, lower. I go – Five percent. He goes, keep going lower. I go one percent. He goes lower. I go half a percent. He goes lower. I go point one percent. He goes less. I go, can you just tell me? He goes like zero point zero zero one percent. That's your chance. And then he asked me to pay one hundred and seventy dollars. Come on, mutter him, bro. Take it from me She makes me feel free I don't wanna wait I don't wanna wait no more Blame it on me Fantasies are free. 